Welcome to the Breakfast with Champions podcast, where every day we bring you motivation, education, and inspiration to help you reach your full potential. You can check us out at bwcdaily.com. On this show, we feature celebrity interviews as well as experts and leaders in fields like business, marketing, sales, branding, and mindset. Our goal is to give you a seat at the table to listen in on conversations with some of the most amazing people around the world, people who are doing the things you know you can do and reaching the levels you know you can reach. So get ready to be motivated and inspired and grab your seat at the table for the Breakfast with Champions podcast. And don't forget to check us out at bwcdaily.com. Good morning. Hey, I, for those of you that I haven't had the pleasure of meeting, I'm David Spizak. Um, I've been coming to Paragon for about the last seven years or so. And I've had the pleasure of working with Brian, uh, Marat, William, uh, Jay, um, Ariel, so many people. Uh, and this is the place. I always talk about this is the place. This is the house. This is my favorite place to come of any dealership in America because when I walk in, the energy is electric. I mean, it doesn't matter what time of day. It doesn't matter what day it is. Uh, it doesn't matter what month it is. The energy is electric. But Brian was nice enough to allow me to uh, come into the house today and join you guys for the legendary greatest Saturday sales meeting in the planet. Am I right? Is it yeah, the best start. Saturday sales meeting in the planet? It, it, it's, yeah. it's a good start. And, and you know, really, uh, the topic for this morning is to embrace different. And you know, for, for the purpose of this conversation, different isn't if you have blue hair. People are asking me, uh, what's what's 2023 going to be like? And, you know, I go I go to my Jim Rohn answer. I can tell you, I can tell you what 2023 is going to be like. I, I can predict it pretty accurately. It, it's going to be difficulties mixed with opportunities. And that's what it is. It's going to be difficulties mixed with opportunities. It's, it's going to be different. How do you know it's going to be different? Because 2022 was different than 2021. And that was different than the year before. And, and I... I, I I think that, you know, Barbara, you were talking about being 50 uh, soon, and my buddy uh, Joe Slim Shady Schuster is 50 today, and we were speaking last night and speaking today uh, about what different looks like for us. And information, uh, Glenn talked about, is happening much faster, but he didn't quantify it. And I'll quantify it for you. In 1945, information doubled every 25 years. That's 1945. Information doubled any tw uh, every 25 years. So in my brain, if I was really astute and if I was really paying attention to what I was doing, I quite possibly could catch up with the doubling of information. Uh, that's assuming I had the ability to have all the information that was currently existing, I, that I was able to learn that, and, and I could keep up with the pace that was going on, which is ridiculous, right? Well, today, information's doubling every 12 hours. The world's information's doubling every 12 hours. And how the heck do we keep up with that? How do you lean into that? And, and the answer is you selectively, right? Selectively. What is it that you need to know? What is it you need to do to be a, a participant? And, and, and so some of my thoughts are, one, is we're getting healthy in 2023. Uh, I am committed to getting wicked healthy. And healthy uh, is not uh, the ability to bench press a certain amount or, or curl a certain amount. It's, it's the ability to put your arm out 
give some blood to a doctor and have the doctor take a look at what that says. And what's the story there? It's the ability to stick your arm in a, a blood pressure machine. What's the story, right? And what's the story? I've got young guys sitting right in front of me where his blood pressure was over 200 at some point, right? And, and thankfully, he got uh, that under control because he wouldn't be around too long. And what good is it that he's good-looking and young and has beautiful son and makes a couple of dollars if he's dead? He's dead. Um, I, the energy, right? I, I think we, we have become mundane at Paragon, David. We've become sort of everybody doesn't – nobody wants to look – you know, uh, different. So they, they sit and they, they, they want to blend. And I, you know, I always thought being energetic, right. And I think, and being, you know, being walking up to somebody, Hey man, what's going on? And, and it was, was cool. And there's a certain energy you can't give right energy. You don't have. And, and people think, well, let me just blend in. That's okay. And you know, okay. Do you want your income to blend in? We talked about that last week, $45,000 a year. You want to blend in? You want you want to blend in, and there's not that there's anything wrong with forty five thousand, but forty five thousand in New York, that's a, that's a long day, that's a, that's a long day. So, so here's the thing, um, for those of you who know me, I'm a data driven dude, right? I've been in this. This is my forty second year in this business. I'm sixty three years old. I will never. There's a lot of things that I have been able to accomplish in my life. There's one thing I'll never accomplish. I will never be a day younger than Brian Benstock. Because Brian's 62. Uh, he turned 62 the same week that I turned 63. Uh, I'm never going to win that battle. Um, that's just a fact. But the fact is, you know, everything I do in my life, and it may sound odd to you, may sound peculiar, but there's, there's a hint there that I want you to just hold on to that thought for a second. Everything I do is prescriptive. It's intentional. It's purposeful. And it's data-driven. I don't operate on my gut. I'm not a big, you know, I like hearing anecdotal stories, don't get me wrong, uh, from time to time. But the reality is I can't do anything with anecdotal stories. Okay, It might interest me. It might compel me to find out more. But just hearing a story about what happened one time with this guy or this woman, what do you do with that? But I can do something with data. And so I started studying data in automotive over 30 years ago, and I used data to help create the most profitable dealership in the history of the United States, $29 million a year on a four acre lot. Didn't have room for 25 new cars on the front line. Okay, well, geez, you could only sell 50 or 100 cars. When I got to that store first, it was 100 cars a month. Well, that's what you could do with 25 cars new and uh, 23 new cars and 50 used cars that you could fit in the used car lot. Is it? So, so, so you, you need, need to just stop, stop there, there for a second. second. And, and and, and that, this is where I think the, the benefit of anecdotal stories come in place. If I'm Justin, if I'm Marat, uh, if I'm any of the leaders in the dealership, Ariel, I say, hey, well, how the frick did this guy do that? Let's find out if he's full of crap first. And if he's not, how did he do it? And if he can do it, I can do it. Because it, this is not where it's physical strength. It's just really, it, it, there's, we can replicate that. And, and that's what drives me crazy is that so many of us don't take the time to say, well, David, come here. What, what can I do in my position? My, I'm, a, I'm a mid-level manager. What would you do if you're me to make an impact on my team? How can I use data to be a better sales manager? Great question, Steve. That's the only way you can become a better manager, right? Yeah, and the thing is, data. here's the beauty. Anybody in this room could get better just by looking at yesterday's data. Okay, you don't have to become a data expert. You don't have to do what I do and geek out seven days a week on data for the last 30 years. And, and, and yesterday, right? Yesterday, a couple of guys were talking to me about 
there's an incentive program with Acura. And we're talking about what, what are we going to do in the face of that? How do we get out ahead of everybody else? And, and the, we, they went to the old playbook, the playbook, we're going to do an email blast. And an email blast, and, and and I'm not pointing fingers. This is this is systemic, right? It's not one or two people. It, it, a marketing company do an email blast. How many people are on the list that are qualified for this? It's 400 people. We're going to do an email blast. Okay, what's the data? How many people open up emails? What percent? The data, four percent. Four percent open up emails. So you're going to send out 400 email emails four percent will open it that's 16 people of the 16 more on any given day there's roughly two to three percent of the people in this country that are in market for a car right now so not just the 16 but two or three percent so you get 16 let's just say eight are interested let's just say eight do a half of that does something four and maybe you sell a car and it's better than doing nothing but is that where we're going to put our, and, and it's really just data. So when I said that, guys, you got to know the data. Now, now there are ways with 400 people, we can make a lot of money, but that, and, and maybe the emails go out in addition to something else. But if you look at the data, you say, hey, and because someone's going to make up the email, someone's going to correct the email, someone's going to deploy the email, and, and, and then we'll sit and wait, wait for something to happen. So we're getting ourselves around. A couple of guys, and, and, and Andy uh, is uh, is coming uh, is coming in next month, and and all I need you to do is to believe. That's all I need you to do, believe, and believe that if some guy can be in Phoenix and make seven hundred thousand or so selling cars, that you can do that here. We're in a better market. We've got better products than selling. We've got more customers to talk to, and and, and if he can make seven hundred there thousand there. Don't say, yeah, yeah, but that's different. Don't do the, yeah, but say, yeah, I, I, you know, if he can do seven, I can do one four. I can do one five. But the activities that we're doing now won't get us there. Are you willing for the real money to do something different? Are, are you willing? Yeah, well, you know, I, you know, I don't want, I don't want to have to get up early in the morning. And I don't want to, are you going to do the things that can get us to the next level? And, you know, because I, I think energy begets energy. And getting around people to give you energy, and you guys have an obligation to us, so we have an obligation to you. I want to give energy. I want to get it from you as well. I want you guys to say, "Oh man, I learned this new technique. I learned this new way to to reach different customers. I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it." And you're going to be uncomfortable doing that, and the managers are going to be uncomfortable doing that. The first time you get up in front of somebody and you talk, it's not easy. You're not comfortable. With it, but you see, some people I, I get turned on by stuff like that. I went to see Joe Girard. Mr. Singer brought me to see Joe Girard, who was the world's greatest salesperson in 19 whatever 83. I left there with my hair on fire. This guy is standing in front of me, he was in Marola's Chevrolet in Detroit, and, and he was making six hundred thousand dollars a year in 1970. And I said, If he can do it, I, I'll figure it out. If I'm half as good, I'll be okay. And for me, it changed my career. That, that that one meeting with that one person what was a two hour three hour meeting with him. So, so, so sometimes when you hear somebody like Brian speak, me speak, and you know um, Joe Girard speak, whoever it might be, at some point you've heard somebody speak. Glenn was here last week, right? Andy Elliott's going to be here. You know, you're going to either have your brain wide open, tuned in, or you're going to walk in where you're there physically, but your brain's not. It's closed up. Is that true? Okay, if it's closed up, what's going to happen? 
Is there any transformation that's going to happen? Is your income going to increase? Are your sales going to increase? Is your life going to get better? Are you going to have more fulfillment? Are you going to be happier in your life, happier in your job? Is your career trajectory going to change? No. The only thing that happens is that you were there and you could check the box and said, I was there. That's it. And and here's the thing. Most Most of us are are powerful. powerful. We have the the ability ability to persuade. persuade. And and the the person person that we have the most ability to persuade is ourselves. And we talk ourselves out of things. We talk ourselves out of believing. And I know guys that are 50 years old that are just, you know, at at dinner last night, I spoke to Don Leah, and I'm telling him about some things we're going to do in Westchester. I said, Don, I'm just starting my career, man. I'm going to go crazy. I'm 60. I'm just starting my career. I'm a beginner at something. But I see this at that store. And I see this possibility at that store. And I see the possibilities here, right? Yesterday, I don't know, the, the service, sales and service team sold how many? Eight, nine? Nine, nine cars in, in the service form. A department that didn't exist until I got this stupid idea in my head uh, 15 years ago. Hey, let's put some salespeople in the service department. Yeah, but they're not looking to buy cars. I understand that. So let's, let's put them up there. We did nine cars uh, out of that department. And I think we did less than that here in the show and floor. People actually are here to buy cars. Why? Why? Because they, the people that were up in the service department were talking to people uh, that already own our car. There's lots of customers there. Yet the salespeople I saw standing around here, we used to call the dope ring, right? A bunch of dope standing around a ring, talking to each other. And, and they're talking to each other, and none of them are ever going to buy a car from each other. Why would you talk to somebody that's not going to buy your product from you? Ever! Ever. And, and you walk up to the service department, there's a line down the block and people are there. And, and, and so how do we do that here? Well, when you reach into that database, right? Again, I always say this, if you were going to buy a Paragon, I don't know what it's worth, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100 million dollars. Do you know what you get for your 100 million dollars? You don't get the building. That's extra. You, you, you don't get the cars. That's extra. You get the database. Why would you pay that kind of money for the database and the press? Why would you pay that to, to see what all you can do with it? And because we didn't charge you to use that database, because we don't charge you. And we were talking about this yesterday, too. Right? Have, have, how many of you guys, how many of you guys, on a show ahead, how many of you guys have been to a strip club? Raise your hand. Okay, uh, we got a couple uh, honest people, and the rest of you guys liars. And a couple, uh, and couple of women because they're so, hey, Do you know what I'm told? And this is what I'm told. I'm told that the ladies that work there at the, at the good houses have to pay three hundred dollars before they go to work. They have to give the house three hundred dollars, and then they have to hustle and earn just to break even. That's, that's crazy. No wonder it's so aggressive. No wonder, right? But but we we have this database and we take it for granted. And what the, the people at the service department took advantage of yesterday was the fact that there's customers from our database there that are driving our product. And all you do is have a conversation with them. It's so much more effective than sending an email blast out. Hey, John, you're driving so and so. I can take you out of that car, get you a brand new one and lower your monthly payment. Are you interested? No. Are you interested? No. Are you interested? No. All I need is 10% of our database to say yes. If I ask 100 people, I can give you, I can provide for you a, a better car, brand new car, for a lower monthly payment than you're paying right now with no money out of your pocket. Are you interested? If the, the math at Paragon, the data at Paragon says if 10% say yes, that's $122 million a year. 
That's $122 million a year for the company. What's commission on that? I don't know. Sounds like a lot. But, but, but that's, it. that's with a 90% failure rate. So then the next question is, how do we effectively talk to those customers? How do we hunt effectively? How do we use the data to talk to the right customers? To talk to the customers with the highest statistical probability of doing business now and in the future. First thing First is, thing we is gotta get our head right beforehand because it's so many, nah, this doesn't work. And, and you, you make, make the, the first eight calls and nothing happens. And you don't say, okay, what was I doing right? Hey, coach, can you listen to me on the phone with the customer? How do I sound? Well, you're not asking the right questions. You don't have any enthusiasm. You're not smiling. You're not believable. You're not credible. They don't believe you. Okay, so let's fix that, right? And then what's the hook? Where did I go wrong? What could I do better next time? And, and, and then you start to adjust. And all of a sudden, you start making the phone calls. All of a sudden, something starts happening. If somebody called me up and they, they reached me on the phone and they said, I, Benstock, I can get you a brand new whatever. I can get you a brand new car. I, well, forget car. I can get you a brand new iPhone. I can get you the 15 uh, for the same price as the 14. Transfer all your data over. And I can do it in five minutes with no money in your pocket. Are you interested? How many people here would say, no, I'm not interested? Yeah, sure, I'm a flop. And so when you start talking and you get around, which Barbara was talking about before, the right people, the right people start talking to you about, hey, Ben, stop. Why are you saying 10%? Why don't we go for 20%? Why don't we go for 30% of the database? And I can't get through a crowd of people where I can say that, hey, if I can take out of your current car, put you in a new car, lower your monthly payment, would you be interested? I can't get through four or five people without getting a yes. Tell me more. And today, with the situation that many of our customers are in with their used car, they're in equity. How about this? I can take you out of your current car, put you into a new car, and give you two thousand dollars. I can give you two. I can give you a check for two thousand. Happy holidays. Instead of you giving me money, I give you two thousand dollars and keep your payment the same or lower. Let me show you how. David, right? You need to know the data, right? You need yeah. to know what customers are in that equity position. Yeah. Right? And, and then what incentives are on the vehicles from the manufacturer that would help that particular person get into a newer version of what they're driving. And, and, and so it's talking to better people. It's not leaving it up to chance. And so as a salesperson, you know, you, you hear about all these, these men and women that are making six and seven figures. And you say, how, what kind of traffic does the store have for them to do? It has nothing to do with traffic. I don't need traffic. I need a phone, a database, and a computer. And, and, and a better way. And, and, a, be and a better you way. A better and we way. also hear of these guys that are doing this, and they're working 9 to 5, or they're working Monday through Friday, weekends off. Oh, but they won't let you do that at Paragon. You're selling 100 cars a month. I'll let you work whatever hours you want, man. You tell me. And I'll get you a driver, and you'll have a driver. that will take you back and forth, and you can have an office. You can have my office. You can have Ariel's office. You can have whatever office you want. You need a secretary to help you? You got it. You got. It's just a different perspective. And Joe Girard would talk about he'd go to football games, the Detroit Lions, as I recall, and he got the worst seats. He got the seats up in the balcony. And every time Detroit scored a, a touchdown, he'd be up there showing his business cards. And his business cards just didn't say his name, where he worked, but number one salesperson in the world, blah, 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 all the accomplishments and what's in it for people. And he said by the time he was doing this three, four, five games, they, every time somebody would score a touchdown, everybody was looking up at his nut job who was throwing thousands and thousands of business cards. Now, this is 1970. I'm not suggesting that's the way you, you, you do it now. But it, it's just a way of thinking. And he had himself a secretary that would deliver the cars, and he would he said he'd bring them in like sheep. Bam, bam. Next. Bam, bam.
that's how, that's how I came, came up with the idea in the 80s. You got to do a delivery, delivery coordinator. coordinator. I, have I have one for myself. myself. That's, that's how, how I got, got the idea to have a delivery coordinator. So that I, you, we, as machines, would have more time. I mean machines in a good way, efficient machines, that we could be spending the time doing the things that are going to produce value for us. And today, Marat, we give them the time and they waste it. So can I just say, so one of my favorite quotes is a person who has good books and doesn't read them is no better off than a person who can't read. Is that true? Think about that for a second. You have a library of the greatest books in the world that will teach you everything you need to know to have the most incredible life that anybody's ever lived in this world. But you never open the book. You're no better off than somebody who's illiterate. Is that true? That's what, that's what we have here. You have the greatest technology. Do you have better technology than Joe Girard had in 1983? I think so. Okay, and by the way, there's another guy that took Joe's place who happens to also be in Detroit. His name's Ali Rita. He's been here. He's spoken here. You've seen him in the flesh. He's not a, he's not a legend. He's a real dude. Do you, he did it car you, by car. What was the problem with Ali Rita? He was too normal. He walked in here and everyone was expecting him to walk on water and expecting him to, hey, here's a line. I got the line. Like, right here's here. the one secret thing you do, and all of a sudden your life's going to change. Here's the quality of niceness, I thought, with Ali. That was humility. Great, pretty great humility. Yeah. And, and Andy Elliott and I were talking the other day, and I'm bringing Andy in because I'm saying, hey, Andy, I'm, I'm generationally different than the team now, generationally. And I can understand a lot of younger folks saying, I don't want to identify with this guy. Uh, I don't know how I became like an old whitish guy, but I, that's what happened to me. I was the youngest guy in the school when I started. And now I'm an old, old guy. So I want to bring a guy like Andy and say, hey, I want, I want you, you, man. I did this, man. There it is. You can do it, too. Here's what we're going to do. I changed my life. I'm going to stop. But I'm good. And, and I said, Andy, this is so important what we're doing. And he said, yeah, it's an extension. What we do is an extension of our bloodline. And man, and hit you right in the head. Our bloodline, our heritage, our children. Our children, our children's children, our family, our legacy here. And, and so I don't just sell cars. I mean, this is, let's go, man. Let's go. I, I, and I think you can propel yourselves the same way. If you look at that as an opportunity, this just isn't a stop. If you don't want, you know, somebody doesn't want to be doing what they're doing, man, it's got to be torture. But what's worse than that is to be here physically, but not mentally. Yeah. And, and, and that's, let's, let's just agree not to do that to each other. So. So I want you to think about something. There's a reason I'm here today. I flew in Thursday night. I came here. I said, hey, Brian, I'm going to be here. I'm going to come in for one day. I'll do the sales meeting. And I literally have a car waiting outside. I'm heading to the airport. But I'm here for a reason. It's important. You're important. Your career is important. Your life is important. Your, your, what you do today is important. And I want you to consider something. <clears throat> we are how many days away from 2023? How many? Huh? 13 days away from 2023. Okay, it's right around the corner. But here's the reality. 2023 already started. 2023 started probably over three months ago. You remember, I'm a data guy. I've been watching data pre-pandemic, through the pandemic, chip shortage, supply chain, you name it, I'm watching data. And you know what the data told me? The data says that the used car market, which everybody's talking about, is cooling off. That started in July of 2021, when you look at the data. 
Okay, this is like seeing, you've said it before, a three-month-old or a two-year-old Wall Street Journal. It's yesterday's news. Profitability started cooling off 15 months ago. New car margins started being impacted over four to five months ago. This is not new. So the reason I say that is 2023 on the calendar is 13 days away. What you're going to continue to experience in 2023 started months ago. So is today the day? Yeah, you're late. We're late. If you haven't started already, you're late. And the reality is this, what you do today and every day after this will dictate how 2023 ends up. I didn't say it's gonna influence. I didn't say it's gonna determine. I used a word on purpose. I mentioned I'm purposeful. It's going to dictate. What does dictate mean? Out of your hands, bro, right? So it's gonna dictate. What you do today, tomorrow, and every day dictates next month, the month after, the quarter after, and next year. And the reason we are here today is to talk about embracing different. Now, embracing different, when you think of different, the first word that pops up is uncomfortable. Brian mentioned the word comfort. Nobody's lining up to buy the book, to, to read the story about somebody who achieved a comfortable life Getting a good job with the government, nothing wrong with it. Book on Amazon. What is it? What is it? Goggins, Goggins new, new book. book. Thank you. By the way, is he comfortable? Is he going to be it's comfortable? It's all about being so freaking uncomfortable. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, this has become real popular now for people to say get comfortable being uncomfortable. And, and it's popular to say that. But do we do that? Or, or are we stuck in comfort, the comfort zone? You, I, we have it better than anybody anybody in history go back 150 years go back to the mid 1800s it sucked for everybody it sucked you you could be a king you could be a queen you probably didn't have running water you probably didn't have a toilet certainly didn't have an iphone you certainly didn't have electricity you You didn't know if you're going to be alive alive tomorrow and 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 today we can just sit and zone out and 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 take this damn distraction machine and, and and look at things and laugh and smile and and see people doing great things. Ah, that's really great. Oh, that's awesome. As we don't do anything. So for, for us at, at the store in 2023, I think this the inventory levels are going to come back. That plays right into our wheelhouse. So we've got to start measuring, Ari. We've got to start measuring a good day differently now. It's, it's okay. It's, it's, there's a couple of ways you can do this, right? You can do low volume, high gross. You can do medium volume, medium gross. We can do high volume, low gross. And, and so we, we certainly want high volume, high gross. If you had to choose any of those three, by the way, this is an interesting question. So we've, we've been in a low volume, high, high margin environment. Is that true for the last two plus years, right? By the way, who has trained the customers and us for the last two and a half years? The market, right? We are the beneficiary of the market. We're a byproduct of the market. You can't live or make money being a byproduct of this new market. I promise. But here's the question. If you had a choice, low volume, ultra high margins, medium volume, medium margins, or high volume, low margins, which would you choose? No, you want what? High volume, low margins. Why? Because when I when my volume goes up, my F and I opportunities go up, right? My trade ins go up. If we sell two and a half times more cars, we get two and a half more times trade ins. We have two and a half more car times the cars in service 
getting internal growth, right? We have two and a half more times to be able to, to connect with a customer, improve our transactional opportunities. You will always make more money, or you should, in a high-volume, low-margin environment than the other way around. Think about it. As good as it was the last two and a half years, were you restricted, yes or no? Was your volume restricted, yes or no? Right? Okay, that's over. That's over. Next year, it's not going to be high volume, maybe necessarily like 2019 in terms of inventory, but it's going to be much higher. In the, in the month of December, check it out. Any of you have kids, by the way? Okay, do you look at them at least once a day? Every day. You look at them. Every day. Now, if I saw your kid three months from now, I'm going to notice things that you don't notice. Is that true? I'm going to, holy cow, man, they're using words they weren't using three months ago. Oh, my God, they're much bigger. You're like, really? I look at them every day. So it doesn't feel like the inventory is going up, but here's the reality. Fact, automotive news, just one week ago, December 10th, one week ago, inventories this month are 78% higher in the industry than they were one year ago. Ford hit a two-month supply for the first time in a year. So hold on, man. We're going to have higher inventories. Yes, it's not 2019, but guess what? The, the grosses are going to be as low as 2019. You with me? And here's something else. Fact. One year from today, will somebody walk in here and buy a CRV for MSRP, yes or no? Yes. How will that happen? It's on you. But you've got to embrace different. Here's the reality. If you're comfortable, you're stagnant. If you're comfortable, you've written the last chapter of your book. And if you're 22, 25, 28, 35, and you think about it, and that's the last chapter of your book, you're comfortable at 23, 25. I'm not comfortable at 63. I don't have to work. I work like I'm starving to death. Why? Right? But but I, I work like I'm starving to death. Why, though? I love what I do. I, I am not starving to death before. <laughs> Uh, keep the refrigerator empty, right? Drew. Keep the, keep the refrigerator empty. And, and th about this time every year, I make <coughs> sure that whatever I may have put aside, that I put it in a place where I can't touch it. And, you know, I did that last year. I put some money into some grants. Be cash poor. Yeah, cash poor. And this year, I've got a transaction coming up that's going to take every dollar I've got and, and put me into some debt and nervous about it, excited about it. Uncomfortable? Uh, Brian, can you unmute? You that? Sweating bullets. What, well, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I was just saying, I've, I've got a, a transaction coming up that's going to take everything I've got and then some, and then put everything that I've got on the table, roll the dice, and roll the dice, put everything that I've worked uh, forty some odd years for, and say, hey, let's 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 move forward in that direction because I think ultimately it'll cause growth, and, and I find myself stagnating a little bit, and then I'm, I'm looking at it and saying, hey, what what do we have to do? What do we have to do out there? And, and, and how do we tighten up every little thing that we're doing at the dealership? You know, you know what, something, Jason Graciano stopped in to talk to me on Thursday about something, and he came into the store, and he, he, he didn't mean to take a shot at me. Uh, and he didn't mean to, but he said, God, the place hasn't changed. Man, man. And he wasn't saying it to be, you know, oh, yeah. you just up, oh, it looks just the same. And he looked at the desk over there and said, yeah, you sit down at the desk and you want a computer or well, your passwords to work. So, uh, but, but, but what? There's, there's nothing, nothing worse, worse that someone, someone could, could say, say to me. me. 
nothing's changed. changed. There's nothing, nothing worse. worse. What, what, what do you mean, mean nothing's, nothing's changed? changed? I haven't evolved. I haven't grown. I haven't. We haven't become better. And and to the to his eye, which is just physical. And, and many of us internally can say, hey, we're doing much better. Let me prove it to you. And, and it's probably true. But but nothing seems to have changed him. And boy, that was a shot over the bow that, hey, how do we make it different? How do we make it better? And yeah, we got a different coffee machine. Got it. But he wasn't talking about that. We, we, we got Starbucks. We didn't have Starbucks back then. Okay, got it. But, you know, not much else has changed. So that's a challenge to, to the leadership here now to say, hey, this should look and feel differently. And, and by the way, it was great then. By the way, it's great now. But has it changed? Have we evolved? And, and so here's what I want you to consider. Typically, isn't it true in life that we always think of things in terms of good or bad? Yes or no? Something's it's good or bad. It's about to get better. It's about to get worse. We are very black and white in that respect. I'm going to ask you, I'm going to recommend to you that you change that thinking from a good or bad mentality to a good or different. You know when bad walks in the door? It's when we let it in the door. People that don't embrace different, let bad in the door. True or not? True. People that embrace different will just simply recognize that the opportunities have changed. The market has changed. The dynamics have changed. The way that I go about things, higher volume, has changed. Just get out in front of it. Right? So if I, yeah, if you get out in front of it right now, start with your brain, start with your mindset, start with saying, from this day forward, I will not go into this store. I will never walk into this store with the idea that I'm going to be the same as I was yesterday. Never. By the way, you hear about Grant all the time talking about Uncle G talks about 10x, 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 10x. It's brilliant. But here's the reality. If you get better 1% on January 1st, strike that. If you get better 1% today, 1% tomorrow, 1% the next day, 1%. At the end of 365 days, you are 37x better. Have a nice day, Grant. Let's move to 37x, right? Now, the reality is 10x is more than most people can wrap their brains around. But sometimes we make it too difficult. And here's the thing. When you think in times of good or bad, good or bad, if that's your brain, if that's your mindset, you are either going to what? React or respond to what's coming next in the car business. Is that true? People that think in good or bad, do they react or respond? What do you think? They react. React is... Right? <laughs> yeah. So the question. So anytime his mouth, then his brain. Anytime something happens in your life, sometimes when things happen to your life that on the surface seem like they're not an easy positive, we automatically perceive they're a negative. True or not? If we perceive something as adversity or negative we tend to react to that, do we not? Yes. We tend to knee-jerk, do we not? Who's it? Are we in control when we react? No, the situation's in control. Are we in control when we respond? So we want to be able to respond to what's going on, not react. We're going to respond by embracing different. We're going to respond by not thinking, oh, it's not going to be as good as it was last year. No, 
it's going to be better. But it's going to be better only if we embrace different. David, think of, I mean, and in in Rudyard Kipling says it in uh, the poem, if, see failure and, and, and success as the imposters that they are. And every time in my life, I thought the world was ending and it was a, a bad deal and, and something terrible was going to happen. It ended up being one of the best things that ever happened. If I look back at 2008, that recession that hit, and you know, it, 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 we had, I had a, a couple of uh, weeks and or months there in the beginning of that recession where all of a sudden the, the doors didn't open up to the dealership. Uh, and, and a leading economic indicator for me for the entire economy is Northern Boulevard right in front of this dealership. And all of a sudden there's parking in front of the store. I'm like, what? There's something wrong. I, I called Adam Geyer. I said, this is parking in front of Northern Boulevard, man. This ain't good. This ain't good. That, that, that's an economic indicator. And, and then so I felt sorry for myself. It's bad. What's going to happen now? And then we started taking some action. We, we got rid of some of the dead weight in the dealership. We, we got ourselves lean. And, and then what do we do? We, we got busy, man. And we went on offense. And we sat down. And, and we started calling plays. And we threw a long pass. And there was no one covering us. Because all the other dealerships had compressed and contracted. That's too. happening now, and by the it's way. It's happening. And is it there? As it's happening, imagine this: all your comp, your competitors, the other dealers, um, during the good times, they said, "I don't need to advertise. I can sell all the cars without advertising." Ben Stock, you're wasting money. I'm, okay, okay, I got it. Now, as things are compressing, oh, I'm not going to advertise now. Business is off. And we're keeping consistent with that, really consistent with that. I want to lean into that. And, and, and then more recently, when COVID hit, uh, a, a couple, I'm sitting in my basement. I'm sick with COVID. Uh, the dealerships closed down by the, the state. All dealerships are closed down by the state. We're bleeding a couple of hundred thousand dollars a week in the dealership. And I'm oh man, what do we do? And we're having Zoom calls with the managers. I'm trying to put on a good face. We're going to be okay. It's all right. We got this. I got to figure it out. Boom, close my laptop. Dude, what the hell are we going to do? Jesus Christ, this place is going to go out of business. What are we going to do? And what we did, we got together with other leading experts around the country, around the world, and we met two, three times a week on a Zoom call. We had lawyers. We had accountants. We had dealer brokers. We had David. We had uh, somebody from NCM. Uh, we, we had a uh, head of a big bank. And we said, what's going on? Tell us, Tell what's, us going what's going on. on. And the data, and the data was, data different. was different. The data, the data said, hey, hey, Hong Kong's opening up. They're, they're doing, doing business, business in Hong Kong. Kong. And, and they're buying cars. They're buying cars. cars, buying cars. cars. Yeah, because yeah, nobody wants to use mass transit during COVID. Hey, that's pretty cool. Small cars. Small cars, Small cars. yeah. And, and sedan. Sedan's a nobody that everybody and, and, says you can sell. I said, hey, if that's happening there, it's likely to happen here. I called Honda. Hey, get me 100 Accords. Get me a hundred civics. And meanwhile, we're closed. And someone said, are you crazy? Are you, what are you buying those cars for? We should be getting rid of cars. So now let's buy the cars. And I figured if we had $50 million worth of cars and we went out of business, it's so different if we went out of business with $54 million worth of cars. So buy the extra $4 million worth of cars. But if the data was right, and I leaned into the data, we're gonna have the advantage over everybody else. Those decisions that were made in my basement with you at that time are the reasons why now Paragon and Paragon Honda have more cars than anybody else in the country. It wasn't last week's decision. It wasn't yesterday's decision. 
It was a decision in the basement, in my pajamas, pooping in my pants that we're going to go out of business that said, I believe the data. I believe the data. Meanwhile, there were other dealers that I knew that didn't take that same approach, looked at things as good or bad. Things are about to get what? Bad. So you know what they did? They sold all their new car, a ton of their new car inventory. They sold their used cars. Ah, I don't want to get stuck. It has cost them millions and millions and millions of dollars, not just then, but to this day. Because you don't just instantly get your allocation back, right? So I want you to think about something. If you are uncomfortable with the thought of doing things differently, by the way, any of you play golf or tennis? Anybody? This is like a golf crowd. <laughs> I said tennis. Basketball. You're open to. Basketball, baseball, anybody? Okay. Yeah. If you play baseball, basketball, tennis, whatever, Woodside and you've been doing too. it for a period of time, and then you go get a lesson with an actual, like a top professional, and they go, oh, Marat, no, no, no. The problem is your weight. You got to shift your weight, right? You got to get more of your weight on this back leg, blah, blah, blah. You gotta, you gotta turn into the ball, you gotta do this. And it feels weird. It feels uncomfortable. It feels wrong. And so you'll sit there in the lesson and go, oh, yeah, okay, all right, all right. And what do most people do when that lesson's over and they go out the next day? Go right back to They the, go back yeah, to yeah, that yeah, one yeah, that yeah. wasn't working, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? So and, here's and, the thing. Is that you could gotta, be A to Z. Yeah, that could be A to Z training. A to right? Z, a hundred percent. Because uh, this is okay. They left. Okay, they're on the plane. They're out. By the here. way, okay, let me go back to this. The people that embraced A to Z, in Acura, okay, and and we've got rock star F and I managers here. Do we not? Yeah. Okay. Did did those salespeople, the salespeople, did they not outperform PVR by a thousand dollars? The rock stars, the same people in the same brand that we were never doing $2,000 a copy on. And all of a sudden they're doing north of $3,000 a copy. So I want you to ask yourself this. If you ever feel uncomfortable, ask yourself why. The reason why is oftentimes we think about how we're doing something. Every one of you has a process. Every one of you has a belief system. Every one of you has a plan. One of you may be executing a plan that's a 15 car a month plan, a 30 car a month plan, a 20 car a month plan. Is that true, yes or no? When you execute your plan as you normally would, you sell what you normally do, 20. If you happen to over-index, you might sell 22, 24. And if you happen to not perform against your approach, if you don't execute your own process, you don't sell the 20, you sell 13 or 15. Is that true? Okay, so I want you to ask yourself, why am I uncomfortable? The reason why most of the time people are uncomfortable is they actually believe not that what they're doing is a way of doing it, but it is the way of doing it. Is that true? Yeah. The way. Hey, here's the news. Is it the way? No. No. If it was the way, you'd be... You'd be doing more than Ali Rita. If it was the way, you'd be making more than Andy Elliott. If it was the way, people would buy your book. And I want you to ask yourself something. If you wrote a book, everybody here, if you wrote a book about your life, about your approach, your philosophy, your methodologies at work, about what you've done and your results, how many people would line up to buy your book right now? Not even your mom. You wouldn't buy the book. Let's be honest. You wouldn't even buy your own book. Right? You'd be so the thing is, you've got to no, get and, and by, by, by the way, 
I, I, and I disagree with that and because I know a lot of people's story in this room. And a lot of the people's story in this room is pretty, pretty spectacular. I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm saying, I'm saying, if I wanted to buy a book about how to achieve the highest level of success, am I going to buy the book of somebody who has average success? And no, you wouldn't. What's man. happening no. is so many of us, so many of you, have done amazing things, and you stop there. So many of us. I've heard your stories. You came from this country, that country, to this country, and what it took you, your mom, your dad. To, to migrate to the United States of America. Don't stop now, is what I'm saying. Don't stop now. Now, now you, you got here. What all can you, what all can we do with that? You know, it, can you sell 60 cars a month on, on this showroom floor? And a lot of people would say, yeah, but they don't believe it. But, but you know, meanwhile, I, Mel Heller did, Hal Moses did, uh, William Tsai sold 70 cars a month on this showroom floor, on this showroom floor. And, but, but the challenge for us and the, the challenge for the leadership here is the leader never sold more than 30. So how is he going to coach you to get to 60? The leader never sold more than 30. How is he going to push you to get to 70? And is it possible? Absolutely. The leader needs to become a better leader because Tiger Woods golf coach never played golf like Tiger Woods. There's only one Tiger Woods. Michael Jordan, Tim Grover never played basketball like Michael Jordan, but the coaches, the leaders have to really get in, intentional about their game of developing and making their people better. They've got to let that ego stuff sit by the door. Hey, I don't have it all, but I'll figure it out. I'm going to make sure you're successful. I'm going to make sure you win. I got to tell you a funny story about Camacho the other day. I'm, I'm talking about, I'm having a couple of guys that I'm going to take out to dinner. And I said, and I said, oh, yeah, put Camacho on the list. And Rachel goes, Camacho? Why Camacho? I go, you are, you are listening, you're listening to everybody else's, everybody else's story, story about Camacho. Camacho. You're listening you're to everybody else's. Else. How about you listen, about to, you listen to my story about Camacho? About Camacho. Three, years Three years ago, four years ago, years ago the PBR for used cars was $1,700 a car. We had two expert F&I guys in charge of the department that pushed back on me all day long. That's the number. That's the number. You don't understand. I said, stop the number. So finally, I did, you know, I reserved the right to manage my business. I said, hey, dude, you guys, and you pick three guys, and you four guys are going to see all and only the used car customers. And Camacho, the guy that nobody likes, you're in charge. The PBR went from 1,700 to 3,000. Have a nice day. To 3,000. So, Rachel, that's why he's on the list. That's why he's on the list. Kabish. You, want to everybody else. you don't have to like him. I don't like him. I hate this guy. He's no good. He's a bum. But he does the job. No, I'm kidding, man. I love you, baby. So think about this. Have you ever heard have you ever heard this quote? The definition of insanity is what? Doing the same thing over and over and you know what the new definition is? The new definition in today's world, because things have changed. The new definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting the same result you used to get. That's over. If you do exactly what you did in 2022, will you make more the same or less? Less. It's a promise. Look at any top sports team. I don't care if it's NFL, NBA. If they run the same play 
with the same organization, same players, same game plan that won them the Super Bowl a year ago, L.A. Rams, can't stand them. Um, sorry, L.A. people, can't stand them. Niners. So let's be real. Let's be real. So, but they run the same program they did last year, and they're absolutely terrible. Now, yes, they've had injuries, but let's be honest. Before the injuries, when Cooper Cup was there, Stafford was there, they were terrible. They were terrible. Why? Because what happened? The other teams elevated. What happened? The other teams changed their game plan. Bring that home to to our industry, our organization. We we had like a 12 or 13-year run with certified cars where everybody just sat there and looked at us and didn't know what was going on. And and we, we, we clobbered. We were triple the next closest guy in the district. When I look at inventory levels now for certified used cars, a couple other competitors in the marketplace have inventory. Have inventory. So we can't be arrogant about that. And I, and I told Mike and a couple of the guys that were here years ago, I said, what about us? What about you? It was so special that it can't be replicated. And it, you know, we push back, and rightly so. I mean, you're attacking his soul. But I'm asking the question. What are you what doing are you that's doing so special that somebody else can't replicate, replicate it? it? And, and the answer is not much. I'd ask you the same question. Same what are we doing? doing? I'm Rob and Peter. What are we doing that's so special that it can't be replicated? And, and so I, 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 to me, that's a concern. If I'm looking at an Achilles tendon and I'm always looking at our Achilles tendon, what is it that we're doing that somebody else can't replicate and do it a little bit better than us? Where are the young Turks that are in this place and say, you ain't got me, man. Uh-uh. No freaking way. I'll outwork you. I'll hustle you. I'll think you. I'll strategize you. I'll do the things you want you. I'll spend you. I'll put you in the Where are those guys here now? And why is the old man that guy? That guy that guy young man. I need, I need the young, the young man, man to be those young, young men. The guys that are filled with testosterone. testosterone. Urgh, urgh. Urgh. I got it. Okay. That's, That's wonderful. Now, now use it in the marketplace. Bam! To hit your competition. Bam! Knock them out. I, I don't want to win. I want to dominate. And yeah, you're, you're getting fired up, right? I get fired up with this stuff. I don't want to beat the next guy. I don't want to be on the same page with them. No! I have arrogance and ego. I believe we're so much better than them. We just need to show it. We need to be it. Every desk I gotta needs ask, to Brian, have that. Is anybody here, <clears throat> think about this, this, this gentleman, Brian, and you've heard these stories. Have you heard the stories? You've heard the stories about how he came up in the business. You've heard the stories, how he was given the opportunity. You've heard the stories about how he learned what he learned. You've heard the stories. But here's the thing. Remember I told you A way, the way? Okay. Is there documented evidence that this way was successful, yes or no? Where's he sitting? Where's he sitting? So my question is, who here, put your hands up, who here believes you have the intellect, the intelligence, the acumen, the experience, the drive and the hunger to be tomorrow's Brian Benstock? Who here? Put your hands up. If you don't believe, who are you going to be? Are you going to be tomorrow's Marat? Are you going to be tomorrow's Ariel? Are you going to be tomorrow's Camacho? Do you have it in you? Do you? You do. Do you have it in you? Yeah, you do. Big time. Are you realizing that potential though? Right? So the great Jesse Eitzler, Jesse, Jesse's, anybody ever hear Jesse Eitzler, E-I-T-Z-L-E-R? 
If you haven't looked him up, if you're on Instagram, please follow him. The guy's insane. He's insane. He has a program called Everesting. He does it in five locations. It sells out every year. Vermont's the closest one. You start at the bottom. You walk to the top of the, whatever mountain it is. And then you take the gondola down and you go back up and you keep walking for 24 to 36 hours until you register the same amount of feet as if you had climbed Everest. Everesting. It's insane. You'll see 75-year-old people get this done. You'll see all kinds of people. But he said something that has never left my brain. You didn't come this far to only come this far. You're not done yet, right? So you've got to decide. I said, listen, insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting now the same results. If you do what everybody does in here, doesn't that just get you to average? You know, remember the great Jackie B. Cooper? God rest his soul. Well, he defined average to me this way. He said, David, in a southern accent, David, he said, when you're average, that means you're the, you're the worst of the best and the best of the worst. And I thought, damn, I don't want to put that on my business card, right? I'm the worst of the best and the best of the worst. That's not where any of us want to be, right? What's that? I, I, I picked uh, Jack Cooper up at the airport. Uh, it's got to be 1993 or so. And he's got a couple of scotches in him. And he's got uh, sunglasses on. And he said, what time we start tomorrow? And I said, the meeting's at 9 o'clock. Okay, I have everyone there at 7. And we got to, we got together with the dealership at 7 o'clock in the morning. And it was just gold. It was just gold. And you can't believe uh, how he made all of us feel, how great. He's, he's talked about what. He had each of us say something great about someone else. He said, well, say something great about Hyphen. And four or five colleagues would say, he's this, he's that, he's that. And, and, and we got everyone sort of together in, in, in this way. And that day, we, hadn't, we didn't spend any extra money for advertising that day. We didn't spend, we didn't have a, a tent sale or anything else. But that particular day, we, we sold some 20-some-odd cars. And I remember, uh, not like what you guys get uh, to go through. No, no, no. I had to have accountability to Paul Singer. And I was paying, I think it was $2,500 to have Jack there for the day. And, uh, and it was two or three days. And I had to show him that that made sense. And we, we sold so many more cars at such a higher increase in margin without doing anything other than getting the people to believe that they could. And getting people to believe that they could all of a sudden get a very different outcome at the dealership. And, and so, you know, I, I once again, I'm reaching to some people from the outside to say, I know I'm like old socks to you guys, you know, every day. I say, I say ah, I'll leave me alone and go, go back in your office and go play. Um, but, but some guys around us that uh, I think can really bring something to the table. We had uh, uh, Chris Collins in service and I got some pushback, a pushback from some of the managers uh, about bringing them in because, you know, nobody likes change. I've been saying it for years. And he's different. I've, he is different. A big hillbilly uh, looking kind of a beard. Looks uh, like he's right off the Duck Dynasty. But, but, but man, he's sharp he's as they get. And, and you know, I, I've said it for many years in, in presentations. I show a picture of a giant baby. And I say the only person that likes change is a wet baby. Uh, and none of you are wet babies. Not, not at this point. And so none of us like change. But that's where the growth is. That's where the fun is. That's where the excitement is. That's where the, that's where the, you know, you, you go over a technique a bunch of times. All of a sudden, it, you, you get the result that you're looking for. And you say, ah, oh, look, look what I did. And the most important thing is you own that. 
you can't take that uh, for, for, for me. So, you know, somebody asked yesterday, the day before, what would you do if you had to start all over in the car business? And I said, well, just give me a, give me a, a desk and give me a, access to a database. Uh, give me a, I don't need a computer. Just give me uh, a legal pad and some pens and give me someone to talk to. I'm good. And, and I'm good. No tech. And, and I'm good. And, okay. and, and I'll get, I'll get, I'll get rolling. And it, it's uh, the guys at Acura would tell me, well, we don't have the space set up yet in service. And it's, it, we, we can listen to that stuff. You don't need that. You just need to get on the line, just start talking to them. Hi, I'm Brian. You are? What are you driving? Hey, how many miles are on? Great. It is? It does? You're kidding me. And, and it, it's, it's a, it is? Hey, I've got a buyer for your car. And if I have a buyer for your car, what if I could take you out of that car, get your brand new one, and lower your monthly payment? You're not interested. So let me get this right. You want to keep driving the older car at a higher monthly payment than a new car. Okay. And talk to the next person. So, it, it, it's, it's, that, it's that simple. So you, you'll, not get, you'll not get through five people without someone saying, yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> you'll not get through five people. And the service department of Power Rangers got about 150 people a day going through there, and accurate about 70 a day. And so if we talk to all those people, I don't know how many deals are there a day. 15, 20 deals a day. So, guys, I want to I want to wrap up on this, and then I'm going to head to the airport. And I thank you for letting me join you uh, today. And, Brian, thank you for having me. Um, so, I want you to consider breakthrough results. How many of you want breakthrough results in 2023? How many of you want the best year of your life? How many of you want to be introduced to the best version of you? Okay. Well, get 1% better today, and tonight you're going to be introduced to the best version of you. Is that true or not true? Okay. Do it tomorrow, you'll be introduced to the best version of you. Is that true or not true? But consider this, breakthrough results start with breakthrough thinking and you, and you marry that to a breakthrough daily regimen that you then execute breakthrough with breakthrough consistency. Is that true? We make it harder than it has to be. We think that it's more complex than it really is. He just said it. Give me how many people here, if you didn't have a computer system and all you had was a legal pen and a pen, can still sell 20 cars a month? How many? Come on, man. All day long you could. Why? Because it's not about the computer. It's not the software. It's not the tech. It's who? You. It's you. So here's the bottom line. There are no shortcuts. You know that. Here's the bottom line. There are shortcuts. Short short and every well, time you take one, you shortcut your income. No, yeah, I'm just saying there's not, if not if you want to be great. But here's the thing, and sometimes I say this and people get offended. It's okay. I'm not trying to get invited to anybody's pool party. I'm trying to help people make more money. Take whatever plan that you've been using, whatever plan you've been using, whatever plan you've been using, throw it in the trash. I'm not being disrespectful. Well, and I'm not being disrespectful, and I don't want to offend anybody, but that plan got you here. And like Jesse said, you didn't come this far to, to just come this far. Take the plan, Camacho, that got you here, throw it in the trash. It did its job, did it not? It got you here. Did it do its job? Yeah, but it won't get me there. So what do I need? I need a new plan. I need a different plan. Do I, is that true? So please think about this, embrace different, start your 2023 today, get 1% better every day, and you'll start immediately moving. If you're embracing change, you're embracing different. If you embrace failure, when do you learn things? When you succeed or you fail? Thank you. Failure is the biggest key 
to success. I have an eight-year-old and a six-year-old. I teach them every single week the power of failure because that's where your breakthroughs happen. Is it true? Is that true? So please start embracing different. Let go of those old traditional ways of thinking. And I promise you in 2023, you will, you will not contend with or deal with the changes in the car business. You will leverage the changes in this industry to have the best year of your life.